Perdido de amor, perdido estou por você. Um beijo sensual, carícia ideal. Welcome to If I Were King, the podcast where two friends somewhere on earth talk about the new world order and other things, including, but not limited to, the lizard people. Welcome to episode 10. We've made it. One year anniversary too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's been some, you know, some random randomness to the schedule of this podcast. There, yeah, which is fine, which is fine. It's all yeah. good. Yeah. It's not like we have any sponsors to keep a, a schedule for anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, anyways, Paul, um, tell me. Yeah, if I were King Norman... Any work that an employee deems unnecessary or pointless, they could refuse to do under protection of the law. So if you're like, I fucking hate writing these reports, just don't write them. If you have justification for why that's stupid and pointless, then you can, you can just, you, you, you can't legally be fired for not doing that task if you can justify it. Yeah. So what do you, what do you think, Norman? What do I think? I think you need to expand more, Paul. I'm very okay. curious to hear what you say because um, I'm not sure in the States. I'm sure it is, but maybe it's not. You, you're a weird country. Um, but here, like if uh, we have a similar law that uh, you have the right to refuse dangerous work. Um, well, that's dangerous. Yeah, like say there's a sketchy ladder and you're like, that's not safe. Like I'm not going up that to, to go up there or mm -hmm. like you're not trained to do something. Yeah. And someone's asking you to do that and you, you have the right to refuse to do that because it's dangerous and you're legally protected to do that. Um, so in, in Canada, we have something similar, but I, I'm, I'm very curious to hear your, your expanded thoughts on this. Um, how I, I, I expect to, this is more of a proficiency, efficiency kind of, uh, kind of law. Tell me, tell me what inspired this. Uh, you know, just the general, you know. I actually like my job, so it's not my job, but it's other other people's complaining about their job, their shitty jobs, <laughs> and me going, yeah, it, wouldn't it be nice to just be able to be like, this task is fucking point. It's also just about like the rise of pointless work. Like, oh, tell me about pointless work. Tell me about it. I feel like in the day and age, it's being every all pointless work is being cut out. So tell me about pointless work. There's a lot of pointless, I would say that the opposite is happening. There's a lot of pointless work that didn't used to exist in the past, in the form of paperwork especially. There's a lot of oh. pointless paperwork that you have to do because some law says you have to do it or something like that. And then also the, the absolute plague of meetings, for example. Meetings that are unnecessary and that just serve no purpose and you just kind of fuck around and waste, waste hours of the day on a meeting. Yeah. Yes, I know meetings are uh, having a moment in social media and uh, regular media right now. There's a lot of stories circulating about the, the rise of pointless meetings. There, there's actually a really great YouTube video that's called Pointless Work and Why It Is on the Rise. Like, he talks about the different factors behind it, but I don't even remember. It, it was a long time ago that I watched it, but there, there are certain reasons why uh, a lot of jobs are just requiring people to do work that they view as completely pointless and absurd. But, 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 Paul, you haven't you, you've yet to shed light on some of this work. Tell me about it. I'm very curious. You know, like safety stuff, but safety stuff that like 
nobody needed it until like now you know it's like they were safe before it's not like any of this shit was you know any less relevant technically then it's just that they didn't need it because they didn't have this like you know weak culture where you have to cover every square inch of possible hazard give me give me some hard examples paul give me some hard examples <laughs> well like it's like the whole uh this isn't a worker thing but the same thing happens in occupations as well but like somebody spills coffee on themselves and so now you have to have a law about oh mcdonald's can't sell coffee that's hotter than a certain temperature you know because then you know whoever the hell you know is going to spill hot coffee on themselves and hurt themselves so how is this making more work and more work for whom well in the workplace for example like a lot of engineers for example have to do a lot of safety stuff that they think is fucking pointless because the reality is that if you just use common sense you wouldn't hurt yourself but you know we don't the, the general public surprisingly has a lack of common sense well but this is even written for like techs who are technically knowledgeable not not just like random people off the street this is for like technical safety stuff i mean i've been surprised by the amount of uh how dumb some common sense people have been from like highly educated people like doctorate level people and then they got no common sense they're just really book smart <laughs> Yeah. So maybe maybe there is a point, Paul. Maybe the rise of super smart was smart in air quotes here of get like more people getting higher degrees in this day and age. There's just a plurality of people getting higher degrees. Like there's so many more people with degrees or doctorates than ever. But there's also those people also tend to have. There's a certain amount of them who lack common sense, <laughs> but like they're super you smart by academic sense. <laughs> So, like, it's just kind of funny. You see, like, somebody who's got, like, a PhD, I don't know, in microbiology, and they got absolutely no common sense at the same time, but they could tell you things that you couldn't possibly understand because it's so complex. So I think that's it's a very, I think it's very interesting. Maybe, maybe the need for all this pointless uh, extra work, there, maybe there is an actual point. And we just, it's just, it's just kind of, uh, uh, it's a little bit of a paradox where all these, uh, smart people there's more than them ever but uh we also but there's also more dum-dums in smart positions than ever before at the same time what do you think <laughs> you're probably right on that <laughs> anyway the, the whole thing i'm just grasping for what tasks these are because i actually like my job so i don't dislike what i'm doing and then also like the jobs that i've had previously it wasn't really practical for me to do any tasks that were pointless because like, I worked at a school, so pretty much my tasks were what I wanted, like, how I wanted to do stuff. There wasn't a lot of, like, people telling me how to be a caregiver. Like, nobody was telling me, do it this way. Like, I could pretty much, you know, as long as I took care of the kids, do it how I wanted to, you know? Like, you took care of kids? Well, I did a, it was before an after school program. Uh, it's uh somebody was uh not good at the hiring process there it's that right you're like this guy is not fit <laughs> you you i don't i don't know i don't know i will never put that. you on my references list fuck <laughs> oh no you would don't worry i'll give you a killer reference don't worry 
biggest cock ever gigantic huge <laughs> that's what'll sell sell them on me <laughs> yeah so yeah norman but uh yeah tell, tell me tell me about tell me about the problems you'd solve with this new um this new edi- edict boredom social um problems you know just the the general angst of the populace especially if they're living in my society with all of my previous decrees they need things to make it worth it to live in my society so i i figured i would this would be my benevolent step in the right direction yeah for all those who are familiar with the past 9 episodes of terror <laughs> how do you distinguish so when somebody says hey i think this is pointless but you're like no i need this and they're like but Mr. The, the employee says, no, this is pointless. What do you do there when there's a conflict of interest there? Well, as per usual, right? So I, I, I'm glad you asked because I gave some thought to this. As per usual, I came up with a nice bureaucratic and satirical answer again, consisting of a bunch of subcommittees and red tape. That's what I, that's what I thought of coming up with. So I, I figured we could use the public money to hire people to design a really bureaucratic and inefficient system on purpose, like a way of trying cases of stupidity so that if people think that a given task is stupid, they never have to do it again because the amount of time it'll take for this bureaucratic red tape system to actually prove that the individual does not have justification to say that this work is pointless, it'll take so long for them to actually do anything about that, that the effect is, you know, in effect, the employee's word is law on this issue. Um, you know, inevitably, the economy will go straight to the shitter because people will just claim that everything is pointless. I think in the short term it might happen, but then there would eventually be an equilibrium because, like, if nobody's doing work, then nobody gets a job, and then companies and whatnot just go out of business because no work's getting done so there's going to be like this power this power dynamic of like you know employee can fuck you and you can fuck them in return right (laughs) so it's going to be this power balance that has to eventually that would be interesting i would like to see this play out in real life i think this would be a good concept for a tv show dude yeah (laughs) imagine the office but if they just said i'm not doing this it's pointless Pretty much like I would that. like I would like somebody at Netflix right now to take this idea of a, a society where where employees can just say no to work that they think is pointless, but it's been a hundred years since that's been implemented. So all the ecosystem has been there's it's there, but there's always conflict. They're always on the edge of conflict. There's always there's always a cusp of it could always go either way. So yeah. I think I think I think that would be a good it could be something serious, but it could also be hilarious. So was, I would I want to see two versions. I want to see a hilarious comedy done of this and a serious show done of this where it's like dystopian. That's what <laughs> I want to see. So people at Netflix, you know, LA people, get on it. Let's go. That's Make right. Make it happen. Take my brilliant ideas. Yes. Brilliant. And Paul has no copyright to this, so go. Uh- <laughs> That's right. I have no rights to this. Go wild. <laughs> Yeah, Norman, and I thought that, you know, if the economy does tank as a result of this, that 
it would be a good opportunity for my authoritarian regime to swoop in and claim even more power and more means to control the society. So that's the other benefit of it. I mean, what's in it for me? You know, there had to be something. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if it all went, if it all went to shit, uh, you wouldn't have to go to work, Paul, and you wouldn't be stuck on the way back from work to be late for the podcast in traffic. That's right. An hour, dude. What pain in my soul. That brings me to, to what I would change if I were King Paul. I think I have the, the solution that would solve all our problems. I would implement a universal, flexible start time for all jobs. I fucking love it. Tell me more, Norman. All right, I will tell you more. Uh, because this has been a, it's been a new revelation to me. Uh, so over the last 10 months, I've had a job that has the dope privilege of having a flexible start time. Uh, and at first it was super weird to me because it's weird to have that option and being somebody who's never had that option, it just, it, <laughs> it just didn't really make sense to me. Uh, like it made sense. It just, the, the actual doing of it felt wrong. Uh, so I would still show up at 9am for my, my like nine to five in air quotes job. Um, even though, and I was still stressing about like making it on time, you know, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to be five minutes late or whatever. Um. So it wasn't really until one day, like, I forgot to set my alarm, and <laughs> it was clear I wasn't going to make it for nine, and I texted my supervisor, like, hey, I'm going to be late. And, you know, when I get in there, I just kind of get laughed at, where it's like, I don't need to do that, because it doesn't matter. We have a flexible start time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, since then, um, it was actually, I had a surprising revelation where, when I finally, kind of, finally, fully realized the advantage I had, or the privilege I had, was... Um, I started to actually arrive early to work instead of like at nine because of traffic that made you late today. Uh, so instead of my typical start time is usually 8.30ish um, is my like what I choose because I like to beat the morning traffic because um, I take my bike to work, as you know, and I take the side streets. That's where bike routes, bike paths, whatever, the bike routes in Vancouver, uh, but they all go by like schools for some reason i passed by like seven schools on the way to like within one block or right beside seven schools on the way to work and um i don't know if you've been in school traffic but that that's that's not that's not safe man um because let me tell you parents trying to juggle their kids while wrestling work emails drinking coffee putting on makeup trying to do that all at the same time while tr trying to get to their own job at you know on time it's not a, it's not a safe uh biking commute let me tell you uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's why I've actually I, that's why I started. I typically get to work a little bit early because I like to beat that because um, the, the the school rush is very specific. It's very predictable. It's always at the same time. Uh, it's not like yeah. the morning rush hour on the main routes where it's like it's just forever. Uh, it's just bad or less bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Norman, I I get this completely because I've had classes at the same time exactly as when the you know the school zones are operational and it is the worst thing every day to have to go sit in a line of people going through the school zone because you know in the US and Canada to probably to a very large extent since there's almost nobody who actually walks to school at all barely at all you're sitting in this school zone line going slow because no kids are walking by. And you get up there 
and you've never seen a kid cross the fucking crosswalk a single time, and yet you still have to drive slow through this thing everywhere every time every time you're trying to go to where you're going, and it's like, God, why am I why am I driving 15 miles an hour through this zone because of kids supposedly having a higher risk of getting run over when I've never seen a fucking kid walk through there ever. Like one time, one time. And it's not like they have like four employees on the, at the intersection. So it's not like, it's not like they aren't supported and being helped by people. You know, it's, it's not like, uh, there's just some big impedance to them walking across the street safely. It's ridiculous. Do you have like so those you, you make an interesting you make yeah well it's 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 actually in, specifically in Vancouver like actually a lot of people used to walk to school uh like my uh like my generation and earlier but just recently like over the past twenty or so years like it's been like a huge spike of people actually driving to school which is it's a different topic it's a different topic but uh, this guy named Yu Taylor made an excellent video about this he makes excellent urban videos specifically around like Vancouverish kind of things um, but that's a different topic but what inspired me about kind of why I want to do this change is that in response to that you know going to work earlier and realizing that there was this school traffic I was like well why doesn't everybody just have flexible start times including students and I've I even talked to a teacher friend of mine who she at the same time said I've also she's also thought about this at the same time like having you know a kind of like a, a half hour ish like uh in buffer time like you you don't have to be there at nine like the like you know there'll probably be some staff there uh who are there but you know you, the classes won't start till maybe nine thirty ish you know so kids you can drop them off a little bit early a little bit later and you're all good. You can kind of like, like by making it flexible, you kind of make that school time wider. You make that, uh, you know, that, that rush hour not so specific. So people kind of find what works for their schedule instead of everyone trying to make the same schedule work for them. Um, and therefore that kind of dilutes the traffic. So instead of being bad, it'll just be less bad and maybe even moderate if we're lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and at the same time for parents, you know, it's like, if they, you know, maybe they still want to drop their kid off at nine, but if they need to be at work, they, they have a flexible start time for 930, you know, or until 10, whatever works for them. Um, or they live in the suburbs and they want to beat that big morning traffic because there'll still be a rush hour, no matter what. People still want to generally work around the same time, but not all at nine o'clock or something. So I think that would go a long way to, to leave a lot of stress out of people's lives. People would probably sleep better. Because they won't have to be freaking out about tomorrow morning, every day, all the time. Or like if something goes wrong, you're like, it's all good. Today I'm, I'm taking a little bit late. It's all good. I don't have to worry about it, you know. So I think, yeah, I think it would make, it would solve a lot of stress. It'd make mornings a little bit more relaxed. And it would make things safer for, you know, drivers. Because there's always, you know, drivers, especially like in the States. There's always people who think they're better than everybody else at driving. And they're yep. just driving faster and weaving in traffic. And they're maybe getting they're saving one minute on their commute by making their commute 10 times more dangerous or more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it makes yeah. it safer at the same time uh, because no one's trying to just like make it on time. Right. Yeah. I complain about those people regularly. And, and you know, a very important bonus of this too is that I talked about this flexibility and relax in the morning. Most importantly, you'll still have time 
It, it, or it makes time to always have a cheeky night out with the boys or with the girls on a Tuesday night and get that much at, at needed extra sleep in the morning. Yeah. And that so happens. Yeah. I think for any role or industry where there's no reason strictly why you have to be there at a certain time, there's really no excuse for like why an employer should be able to require people to be there at a certain time. Unless there's a fucking reason. If there's no reason, it's like this pointless work thing. Like, you should be able to just say, you know, this is po- what you're asking me to do by being there at a certain time when there's no reason is pointless. Like, and you should be able to claim that. And if you can justify it, if you can justify your opinion, they should be able to, they shouldn't be able to touch you. Yeah, and this is the one thing I thought about is like there are probably going to be some jobs that are going to need that. Uh, like I went to a doctor's appointment last month, real quick, basic stuff, uh, and it was like at nine a.m. or something or eight thirty. I don't remember, but they were just asking me like, "Oh, do you do you not have to be at work right now?" And I was like, "Oh, I've I've got a flexible start time." And they're like, "Oh, that's nice. Too bad we can't have that." And I was like, mm. "Yeah," because I was already thinking about this this, Dude, this un- change, Paul. Unfortunately, even. The the reality is, unfortunately, most jobs can't have it, and the reason is because, think, for example, do you think, do you even think in so? my job, even in my job, you couldn't do it, because. But do all jobs at that a workplace need to be that? Like, I'm sure, like some places need somebody there at all times at certain times. But does every position need to be there at the same time? Is that what you're saying? Or in my job, one hundred percent of them have to be there at the same time. Why? Because if you want to run a business where you have to frequently communicate with people at other companies and also at the government, and you have to communicate basically all day long over the phone or like email is not so much of a big deal, but they do meetings and they do phone calls Mm. with people uh, at all sorts of different places all day long. And if everybody could just come. Huh? Do you have 9 a.m. meetings? Dude, meetings all day long. What do you mean? What? We don't. I don't do 9 a.m. And I don't do any meetings before 10 unless, like, it's because someone's schedule cannot absolutely. Like, they're super busy and they can only do an early meeting. And that's the only exception I do. Oh, dude. Our our staff meeting every week is at 7.30 a.m. on Monday. And then... What? Yeah, usually people are in meetings almost all day long. Engineers do a lot of meetings. When do you do the actual work, then? They just fucking are always rushing to get shit done between the meetings and stuff. It depends on, like, what type of engineering job a person has, but... All right, new edict. Uh, meetings before 9 a.m. illegal, first of all, under my regime? What? 7.30 a.m. Dude, on but a we Monday? Already talked about straight this. to jail. This is the... Straight to jail. This is the <laughs> other thing that you and I have talked about, though, is that in the U.S., dude, that this is the other reason why flexible start time would be really good in the u.s is because there's this kind of like toxic thing of like let's work earlier and earlier and earlier and earlier like we're starting to go to work earlier but we still leave at the same time or we leave later like just in general there's a toxic thing in the u.s of like working longer and longer hours all the time and like being paid less and less to do it so yeah it's 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 not a good sitch that mm. I want I want to hear more about people. I want people to share their stories about if they can relate. I would love to hear. Uh they definitely can. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> but uh yeah. Um 
Yeah, there even even in like industries where you wouldn't think that people couldn't do flexible start time, there's a lot that unfortunately are stuck to that because mm. there's too many interactions between different companies and different government organizations, for example, and like you just couldn't get a lot of things done if you couldn't talk to somebody immediately, right? Like. If you need to call a highway supply company to get an estimate for something or whatever, you know, that's kind of something you could email more. But, you know, if you need to do a, if you need to do a meeting with a public official and their hours are set, then you're on their hours, which is how civil engineers are. Yeah. Well, I think, I think there's a lot of room for discussion. I think there is, I think there's, if I were to really dig into this and get a, like a big survey, I think there'd be a lot more jobs that are more flexible. There's a sure lot. I, w- I would love to hear about the specific, like if, you, like you know, if anyone's listening who wants to to share about a job where specifically a flexible time wouldn't want to start, wouldn't work for them, or for that job industry, I would love to hear about it because I think that'd be very interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's some weirdly specific ones out there where you probably wouldn't think they're stuck on a certain schedule, but they are. Like all right usually just because of the interactions with other other people like you you just need to everyone to be on a similar enough schedule to where you can rely on like if i call them they're going to pick up which is probably one of the biggest factors outside of jobs that are actually like you're saying with doctors and stuff where you need an appointment or something mm. which is wow. yeah another part of that's the some food for thought then yeah and then, you know, like we talked about before, like the restaurant industry, you're pretty much... Yeah, restaurants there. are just... Restaurant industry, my uh, my beloved industry, uh, love-hate relationship. Uh, you know what? I think I think restaurants should do it. I think it would just cause a whole level of extra chaos. That would be lovely. I think it would be fun. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. <laughs> And we're back. Cultural corner, go. Recently, I went to Europe. I went. Wow, was that a cultural experience? Wow. <laughs> American white boy going to Europe. Wow. <laughs> American white boy going to a place with white people. Is it a cultural experience? Yes, Norman. It still is. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Yeah, so uh, I went for three weeks, and I spent about half the time in Spain and half the time in Sweden, and I started in Sweden, and... I want to know the top two things you did in Sweden. I want to know. I want to do. I want to know the top one thing you did and the top one thing you ate. The top one thing was the amusement park. It's called Lisby. Lisberg. It's like Lisberg, but it's pronounced Lisby. But it was fucking awesome. Actually, the scariest thing in their amusement park, they had swings, massive swings. You just go back and forth, but you know really high up so you'd be like ah i'm always trying to convert to meters and stuff for you okay so you would be like uh they must have had a sign there in meters somewhere paul they must have (laughs) 
Yeah, no, that's not the point, though. You would be, like, at the top of the swing, and on each side, you would be, like, 70 meters in the air. I'm just throwing that I, out there. I don't think right. you're right at all about that. That is death, but all right. No, no, you're, like, you're attached to the thing. You're just, right. you're looking straight down at the ground because you're on a swing. Like, so. like, does it feel like you're on the, like, cliff height? Yes. Okay. No, no, I know what 70 meters is. I can convert it pretty easily. Let's sure, say, sure, like, sure. in the range of 50 to 70 meters. Let's call it that. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. So tell me, what made, what, made, made, what made this park so special? Where was it? Was it it's just in, the swing? It's in Gothenburg. And oh, you went to Gothenburg, all the way to the south. All right. The south? The south of uh, Sweden. Well. It's on the coast. I mean, most of Sweden it, that you go visit is in the south because it's cold. Yeah, but yeah, I, 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 it's all the way there. All right, okay. Like I think ninety-five. Apparently, I'm the cultured one here on your corner. All right, like. Eh, I think like ninety percent <laughs> of their population lives in the south. So, but yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, it's in the south. It's in the west itself, I guess, because. Stockholm, the capital, is like over in the east part of the south. And no, then... you're right. It it is in the west. It, I'm thinking of Malmo. Uh... Oh yeah, yeah. Malmo's more to the south. Yeah, but I, uh, I yeah, I, so I, I that... take everything back. I don't know anything. Right. Let's focus on that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh shit. The other thing, Norman. Very important. Very important is that I spent basically all of those three weeks eating open face sandwiches. Yes! So Why, Paul? Why? Because... <laughs> That's all full circle. All open face sandwiches are indeed sandwiches for those Americans and Canadians and or other, others who believe that open face you know, one piece of bread things can't All right, be tell, tell me about this journey tell me about this journey of acceptance well i already accepted that but uh it's just i've expanded upon it i All right, tell me so, about your expansion of your acceptance and knowledge well so obviously in spain there's a lot of you know just eating toast with some jamón on it and that's breakfast or that's dinner or that's basically whatever you want it to be but uh uh, and then in Sweden, there's a lot of, uh, they do a lot of, like, bread, and then you put on shrimp in particular. That's kind of like a national dish type of thing. Uh, Sounds delicious. Little teeny shrimps, and it's so good. I actually really like it. And a lot of them don't really like it so much, of course, because that's the way those things tend to be. But uh, I really like the little shrimp, shrimp sandwiches, one-breaded shrimp sandwiches. Do, does it have a name? Do you know the name? Dude, even if I did, I probably couldn't pronounce it. So I. Everything they would say to me, everything they would say to me, I'd be like, uh, oh gosh, I, I don't know. I don't know. All right. And tell me one thing that surprised you about Sweden. One thing that surprised me? Uh, mm -hmm. Honestly, just that, like, people are not as overweight as in the u.s but i would say that in sweden the rate of overweightedness is actually pretty comparable to in the u.s 
Damn, you're throwing shade, bro. Well, you're throwing shade. But I mean, Squeeze, it's the first thing respond. I think of, you know? It's like, if you ask me what surprised me, that's the first most surprising thing I would say. I mean, what I can say is there's no, like, people, like, in the U.S. where you see, like, you know, my 600-pound life or, you know, like, people who are really, really overweight. That doesn't exist from what I saw. But just general statistics i would say that they're a, about par on par with the u.s in terms of like the percentage of the population that is overweight interesting kind interesting. of shocking in my opinion since you have yeah. a two-parter here do you have anything else you want to add about Sweden? about surprising stuff well i actually had like a list of stuff uh just tell me your list let's go listicle style okay. list mm. we're gonna list it off quick and then we're gonna do spain so the shrimps, the open face sandwich. Oh, they have these, uh, their version of cinnamon rolls is actually, they put cardamom in them. And it sounds so, fucking great. Do you know cardamom? Of course, man. Yeah. It makes <laughs> do you it not, taste... Did you not know what cardamom was before to go into No, I knew Sweden? perfectly well what cardamom is. <laughs> I'm just, some people don't know what cardamom is. I don't know cardamom and cinnamon rolls as their secret spice now we know it's Sweden. fucking it's really good in cinnamon rolls we're, we're gonna open up our own uh cinnamon roll chain mega franchise we'll call them swedish cinnamon rolls but the cinnamon will be spelled with an s yes sweet yes. swedish cinnamon rolls and then the secret spice will be cardamom that's right and the second secret spice will be uh shrimp paste <laughs> i thought you were gonna say love but whatever. <laughs> Let's get that umami. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, next Lee Norman, I went to a museum and there were uh, there was a Viking exhibit. Oh, after my namesake. Ah, right, 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 right. Um, oh, yeah. Also, I wanted to tell you this kind of fun story from the museum because they had an exhibit that was about the history of wars between Denmark and Sweden. and how. Oh, just, yeah, everybody knows yeah. they got historical beef. Yeah, exactly. But uh, the funny thing, though, the peculiar fact that I loved, it was hilarious, it sounded horrible, uh, is Denmark actually, or no, 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 sorry, Sweden at two points in time purchased Sweden back from the Danes. So they basically purchased their own country. And then the Danes retook the country militarily twice. This is a fantastic fun fact. Yeah, they, they bought it back. The Danes took it again. They bought it back again. And the Danes took it another time. I'm like, oh that my is big God. boss vibes right there. That is don't tell, I do what I want vibes 100%. That's some, that's some Viking economics 101. <laughs> You can't trust, you can't trust the Danes. Uh, yeah. Uh, other things, Norman, we went to a park that had like a free zoo, basically, on top of a hill, and I saw moose, and I also walked in a parade, I participated in a parade, and I also watched another parade. So those were kind of some highlights, Norman, of my Swedish adventures. And tell me about your springtime Spain trip. Yes. Actually, one more thing about Sweden before I forget. So, what was strange was when I arrived, right, at the uh, customs, 
there was nobody at customs. And I was like, where's the person at customs? And there just was nobody there. And I was like perplexed. I was standing outside like, how can I like pass if nobody's here? And I just walked through and they're like, yeah, nobody works in customs, bro. I'm like, what do you mean nobody works in customs at all? Like what? And they're like, no, nobody works there. And I'm like, what? They're like, no. And I'm like, I was trying to be a good Swede and like do my civil service and like, you know, do the right thing. And they're like, nope, nope, not here. So you, are you saying the lesson here is if you can get on a plane or something and you get off in Sweden, you can just walk right off of it. Yeah, you can. Go to Gothenburg. Go in through Gothenburg. You could bring... The secret, the secret is out. And go through London as well, because in London, they didn't even stamp my passport. Like, I was like, for you were on, You were on a... You were, you were, but you weren't staying... You were just on a transfer, right? You were just making a connection flight. Yeah, but when I, like, left Sweden, then at their... When I left there and they stamped my passport, they were like, they didn't stamp your passport? And I was like, no. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I was like, so literally for Europe's sake, I was in Europe for a week and a half and they had no idea I was there. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. That like, means you got a week and a half free back into the Schengen zone. Uh, yeah. Do they, yeah, interesting. That's yeah, good. Like, so if you need an extra week and a half, go through London and land in Gothenburg. Wh- there you which, go. Which, which airport in London? Uh, London Heathrow? Heathrow, Heathrow. Oh, you went through Heathrow. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they're just so busy they don't have time to stamp. All right. I guess so, man. So share your springtime Spanish stories with me. Yes, sir. In short, Norman, I did an ass load of day drinking. Of course, who doesn't? And I did a bunch of night drinking. Of course. All right. Doesn't? Did you have two? Did you have a different preference of bebida? between the night and the day mm, no not really i just wanted to try it all that i had uh, not not had since i was not there so i had a lot of tinto de verano and excellent 10 out of 10 from me i had vermouth uh, can you can you tell me what tinto de verano is for those who don't know yes because it's, it's uh weird spanish red wine and it's got like seven up in it or something yeah, that's kind of that sounds brutal. It's not it's not quite a seven, but it's just a better version of it's like lemonade. I would just like it's just yeah. soda lemonade. Yeah, because seven up seven up is like super sweet. It's lemon lime flavor fake. It's just like the it's like yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here's a funny story. So, you know, every Spanish speaking culture has a different tradition with how to approach English words in Spanish and stuff. So like, you know, generally the Spaniards, if they're saying something in Spanish and then they come to an English word and they want to say that, but continue speaking in Spanish afterwards, they just pronounce it in Spanish and keep going. And in some cultures, it's the opposite. It's like they, they're speaking in Spanish and then they get to the one English word and they're like, they pause and they say it in English and then they continue. And, you know, depending on how good they pronounce English. But, uh, so, weirdly, though, because usually it's the opposite way around, but in the U.S., when I've heard people talking about 7-Up, they said, Siete Up, which sounds hilarious. But I was like, okay, that's how you say it. And in Spain, I, I said... Have, I have a question. Yeah. 
Is there a fucking cricket in your room? Probably. Yeah, I can hear that super loud. Yeah, it's uh, like, no, it's outside. Oh. It's just loud. It's loud as fuck. Yeah. All right, sorry. I'm in Seven. El Campo, man. I'm in the Campo. So here, here we are, man. You hear a lot of crickets and shit. Yeah, but... Um, I, so I said Siete Up once in Spain, and the guy just bust out laughing, and he was like, he's like, it's pronounced Seven Up. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, se pronuncia seven up. <laughs> uh, you know, whatever. And I was like, oh my god, that's the best thing ever. But uh, yeah, so uh, did day drinking, did my night drinking, had a fuckload of tapas, of course, of course. I went to the beach. Well, tell, t- well, tell me about tapas. You can't just skip over tapas. You're t- you're talking to a former tapas king. Yeah, dude. Not e- not even self proclaimed. I was given the title. So tell me about where you went for tapas. Yeah, I went to fucking Rosario Varela. I, I would say it's uh, second tier is Rosario Varela. It's pretty good. It's pretty good, but it's not top tier. It's yeah. pretty good, though. It's a solid choice. Yours is Avilados. Oh, that's top tier. Yeah. It's top yeah. tier. I didn't Everybody get to go. knows I... anything. <gasps> yeah, I wanted to go. Avilados. But... That's illegal, dude. You need to go back. <laughs> I will. See, it's a if, good if motivation. If you go to Granada, you have to go to Abilados. That's... Well, fucking next time, dude, go with me. Don't don't yeah. go and be like, oh, Paul can't I... go right now, so I'm just going to go alone. Unbelievable. All right, tell me what else. Where else he went? <laughs> <laughs> bars or places? The, the tapas bars. Uh, to be honest, I, I kind of just went all over. Uh, with the family that I stayed with, they kind of have their own ones that they like going to, and I couldn't tell you the names of all of them. There's one outside the uh, Neptuno, so we went there okay. several times, and then others in that. Neptuno is area. like a mall for people who are not familiar with it. <laughs> yes, if you just think I'm talking about Neptune for some reason, it's not. And uh, what was uh, what's the fucking club that's there? That what's the name of that? Do you My West. My West. Yeah, My, my West. West is like... Famous for My West. <laughs> yeah. My West is like a four-minute walk from where they live, so... Yeah. I could hear the club music at night. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Because I went to kind of more random places or places that other people wanted to go to. Those are, those are excellent places. I always mark them. My map is just all want-to-go places on Google Maps, like the little green marker. It's all yeah. tapas bars. Like, it's just a giant blob. <laughs> of my personal maybe i'll share it maybe i'll, I'll make a little do, document do so do so i'll put it in the description my personal uh map for tapas bars and granada because it, that is a treasure trove that you know what this is this is value for free that people are getting this is what you get from yeah. listening in guys yeah former tapas king some of those places don't exist anymore because that's how old the map is now uh, <laughs> did fucking covid mostly probably yeah, exactly. Do you know uh, uh, Bouillon Dos? Of course. Ah, it's on the map. Favorites. <laughs> Do you know Picoteo? Of course, that was like the one that was like one minute from my place. Uh, yeah, that's true, huh? Yeah, yeah. I like that one too. Uh, Tell me more places that I can say, of course. <laughs> I, you probably could say that to all of them that I know. So, I like La Citaria too. It's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, it's very touristy feel, kind of, but uh, I like that quite a bit. 
And uh, did you go to La Riviera? La Riviera. Yeah. Actually, I didn't get to go there either. Oh, that Milanese. Oh, too bad. Yeah. Too bad. Too bad. Yeah. But uh, next time, Norman. Wait for me, Norman. We will go together next time. Okay, next time we go to Granada, we'll make a we'll we'll just record the whole time pod, many podcast episodes in different tapas bars. That's it. Yeah, we'll just... talk about the food. We'll talk with the owners. We'll talk with guests. That's all we're gonna do. Okay. <laughs> I was also there for a holiday, Norman. Oh, tell me which holiday? They have the weirdest fucking holidays. Was it? Was it? Was it? Was it? Oh, don't tell me it was the KKK one. No. How could it have been that? I wasn't there at that time. You know that. Oh, you weren't? Oh, yeah. yeah that was earlier. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to give any more context to that. People can just figure it out. Yeah, search <laughs> Spanish KKK holiday. I bet you it comes up if you search that. Oh, you will immediately. I mean, they have, they literally have, yeah, no, that, that's all, that's all that people need to know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway. So tell me about the holiday. Yeah. I, it's called El Día de la Cruz. Ah, de la cruz, of course. Yes, cross day. Can't for forget, those, can't forget the cross. For those que no hablan, that's it. El día de la cruz, day of the cross. So they basically they have these uh, throughout a lot of different neighborhoods. They have these crosses, like Christian crosses, that they decorate. Usually, it's like it's kind of like rose petals, like it's they're red. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. When when were you there again? May, right? Yeah, beginning of May. Like mm. May 2nd yeah, to I, May 12th. Because mm, mm. I left like the first week of May. That's when I left. So yeah, I don't quite... I, I, it may have happened, but I may have been just in leaving mode. So um, so were you there for Semana Santa? Yeah, man. <laughs> I love Semana Santa, actually. I would really like to be there again for it. But I... Uh, <laughs> you felt that was so heartfelt. Yeah, dude. It's great. <laughs> I really like it. Uh, they have, they have two. They, you know what? The one thing Spain really does good. They do a lot of things bad. To be honest, they do a lot of things just terrible. But the one thing they got right is public holidays. Oh, uh, so many, dude. If only their so economy many. were just a bit better, dude. May, maybe there's a correlation. Who knows? But uh, yeah. I would murder people for the amount of Spanish holidays. It is. Yeah. Just. Yeah. I just remember being there and just being like, it's a long weekend again. Okay. Yeah. This is... Again? For, for those okay. who don't know, they need to know what the puente is. Like, people That's need okay. to know it's what It's a long weekend, is. man. It's just a long weekend. But it's but it's specific, though. It's like... it's it's It conveys also the Spanish attitude. It's like, technically, Friday is not a holiday. But since we all have Thursday off, we're not showing up on Friday. <laughs> and everybody just doesn't show up. And that's when yeah. It's actually it's actually kind of funny because like if you don't do your shopping, you're absolutely screwed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could just be hungry. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, or even if they have like a holiday on like a Thursday and then a Tuesday, which you might say, oh, that probably doesn't happen that often. No, it's Spain. It happens all the time. <laughs> so when that happens, you get not one, not two days off. You get six in a row. <laughs> it's fucking fantastic. It's outrageous. It's, it's outrageous, dude. Yeah. It's outrageous. They, they know right. how to take time off, and they know how to party. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Dia de la Cruz, Day of the Cross, you know, they had red crosses. 
They had flamenco dresses everywhere, beautiful women, some people, some of them dancing. And then they had also, it's kind of like Dia, Dia de los Muertos, like decorations, kind of like there's some altars and like, there's not food offerings, but there's like, it's kind of like a similar thing, like on the floor, there's uh, art and there's uh, um, like, again, not offerings, but there's like similar kind of style to what way to offend mexicans dude way to offend a whole country well (laughs) in part that tradition probably has artistic or stylistic inspirations from spain like anyways moving on i drew some shit i hung out with cat and inma and cassandra and cat is our mutual friend and you just listed a bunch of our professors from when we went to school there. Nuh-uh. Inma was. But Cassandra and Maria Jose are the... Oh, the, yeah, Cassandra. Yeah, whatever. They're ad- admins. They're fine. Same thing. Yeah. Staff. Well, Kat works staff. with them. So. But yeah, but, so you got to hang out with uh, school staff, which is always fun. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, we went to... Mm, there's a pizza place that's really close to Rosario Varelas. Do you know that one? No. That's okay. I'm a tapas master or ex-tapas master. Not there's a, a pizzeria <laughs> right there. Well, actually, no, it's not. A, I don't know if it's a pizzeria, but it's an Italian restaurant anyways. And I had spaghetti that was completely like Americans define spaghetti very specifically. Like it's not a type of pasta. It's a dish. Uh, and yeah, kind of like, like 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 a red sauce with yeah, spaghetti. Yeah. All right. Which is kind of kind of peculiar i guess because i didn't ever think about how i didn't think about that distinction like for americans it is that dish you Mm. can you can't really use spaghetti noodles for other stuff in america i mean you can and some people do like my mom does but most people for most people spaghetti means a red marinara spaghetti dish uh but I ordered spaghetti there, and I was like, holy shit, this is completely different from spaghetti in the U.S. But, you know, makes sense. That sounds like this Spaghetti's a noodle, it's not a dish. Did you just call pasta a noodle? Just get the fuck out of here, man. I just can't believe I'm friends with you. (laughs) You don't say noodle? The fuck, bro? It's a pasta, bro. It's pasta. Pasta? First of all, pasta's not right in either, so... The fuck, yeah, man. No, it's pasta, man. Just, all right, all right. We well, you know what? We're just going to fight this out another time in person. We're going to agree to disagree. We'll call it the uh, <laughs> pasta pelea. Ah, uh, pasta pelea. All right, sum this trip up. Top moment, top food. Okay, so the Spain moments and food. So moments, probably seeing the Alhambra at night. Food. Did you not see that before? Not at night. I didn't do the night oh, visits. To be oh, and then just uh, cultural um, information is the Alhambra is is a is a Moorish castle in southern Spain. It's Spain's most visited tourist site. Did you know that? Um, very very famous place. I didn't know it's that. actually worth the visit. It's like going to Rome and actually going to the Colosseum and being like, "Damn, this is actually worth the visit." Um, you should go see it if you see it. It's fantastic, cool architecture, and you get to climb. You get to climb through the old town to get to it, and shit, it's dope. Uh, and at night, cool. Uh, also, so. fucking what he said. Walk up to it. Don't like. 
Don't take the bus. Cat and I drove, but that was okay. It was night and like, she, you know, she's not comfortable with like long walks always and stuff. So yeah, yeah, she yeah, wasn't yeah. feeling good. Yeah, unless you. But got if some you help feel good stuff, enough you know? to walk up a hill, walk up the hill. Don't drive. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's fucking Spain. Okay, enjoy it. It's beautiful. They walk. You don't need to drive up there to see it. Okay, can be nice, but you don't need to do that. It's much better to walk. I'm I'm surprised you didn't take advantage of that. Like when you're a resident in Spain or in, in Granada, you get free trips to to, the, to see the Alhambra. So interesting. I wasn't a resident. Well, if oh oh you were oh because you didn't you weren't paying you were you didn't have uh, you were you were, I, I guess because you were staying with the family. Ah, uh, you didn't have documentation. Interesting. Oh, like, so I had, like I had a lease. If you literally right? so, have a lease. You you yeah, can yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So wow, you, you can go like once a year or what? No, it's like ah, it's pretty often to be honest. It's like really? probably once a month or something. Yeah. What the fuck? I didn't yeah. even know that. I don't even think yeah. Kat knows that, does she? I don't think she. I'd be very surprised if she didn't. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, I went a few times. Yeah, we bought her ticket, so she didn't know that. <laughs> she didn't know that. Oh, but it's also it's also for like specific days. So like, if you do it the last minute, it doesn't work. So you have to do a little bit oh, of time. Okay. Therefore, it's free. Uh, but yeah, interesting though, dude. That's so cool. I didn't know that. Uh, number one food. Cat and I we went to uh, Playa La Herradura, and which is a beach for those who don't know. And we, <laughs> Norman's making a face, uh, and we got paella, and it was the best fucking paella ever. It was so good. It was authentic, you know, Ooh, sacrilege, authentic paella in Granada. Wow. Mm. wow. I think you just pissed off all of Valencia. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I mean is like, you know, if you go to a, and this is for you people out there, so you know. If you go to like a really touristy, touristy restaurant and get a paella, it's just like a frozen paella that they just heat up. So don't go to like this is a really true. This is true. Place go to actually like go to somewhere and you know if it doesn't have the crisp rural. on the bottom. What's the word for the crisp on the bottom? I don't remember. Um, mm, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Also, if you don't have that, that means it's garbage. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Listen to Norman. <laughs> you need to go to like a small town and get that paella. Follow that up with some Tinto de Verano. Oh, so good. So good. How, how was the beach? Was it rocky? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the fucking beaches. Overrated beaches in Spain, dude. They're all kind of not you know good. What? <laughs> you know what, though? There is one beach that Kat and I went to four years ago that was fucking amazing. And it was in the middle of nowhere, so there were no... Mm, they, they always are. They always are. Oh. The best ones. Are you going to name drop, or...? Well, I, I don't remember, but I have a video of, like, a place that's nearby while I was in the car. So, All right, send me that video. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out, and we'll go there one day. That beach is fucking legit, because there's literally nobody there, man. I mean, there's, like, a little town, but there's no tourists. You would not be over just crowded with a bunch of people on top of you if you went there. Of course, so we are not going to name drop for... You guys, sorry. <laughs> but I will tell But there might be video on the YouTube version, who knows? Uh, yeah, you can't know because then if you know and you tell other people and you go and they go, yeah, you'll ruin it for us. So. All right, one thing that surprised you in Spain. Oh, you know what it is? Is that before there you you couldn't pay with a card at most places? Mm, yeah, and yeah, now twas, you... twas the thing, yep. That surprised yeah, me too. Yeah, now you, 
you, now you pay with a card all the time at a restaurant and they walk out with a little machine and you're like, what mm -hmm, the fuck? Mm -hmm. Four years ago, you guys didn't even have card readers at restaurants. Yeah, like, they ref they absolutely refused it before. Like, even though they obviously existed everywhere. Yeah. This, like, they just, they, it was a very cash economy. Um, yeah. They so did not that's like a, that's a plus. cards. But yeah, now they, but it's weird though. Because... Also, I, I, but I'm going to, I'm as a former reigning tapas king, I'm going to say that is, that is not in the spirit of going for tapas all right no. you should go of cash you should go of cash and you've yeah. got a desert you've got a pool cash you give the, the cash to a designated tapa payer who, pay, yeah. who holds all the money in their hand and then you share with everything and that that is how you should tapear. i also think if you're a foreigner and you have a foreign currency it reduces the amount of like fees that you pay if you yeah but that's just travel your... tips they're not they're not here for for pragmatic ta travel tips they're here for tapas bars all right <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad that the um that the debit machines uh the credit card machines are uh surprised you yeah it was a complete shock to me because i went to an atm and got out money and then cat pulled out a card i was like cat what are you doing pulling out a card that's useless here and she's like no it's not and she paid with it and i was like mother what the fuck? why did i go get cash out Tell me the lesson you learned over your three-week visit between two, two countries that started with S. Uh, Americans are more stressed than Europeans. And you can tell when you come back, you can tell that people are just stressed. <laughs> There's a stress. And tell, tell me about the lesson you're going to take away from this now. Don't be stressed. Be like the Spaniards. Also go to Spain as much as possible. Since we tried recording on Saturday. Was Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's Tuesday. Seems right. Yeah.